Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. At 401-737-1287, Southern New England Sports Original, 1037-WEEI. All right, welcome into the Morgan Kitchen Show. Mark Dondero, Ben Kitchen, live with you today from the Card Vault Card Show here at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Great to be with you. Some technical difficulties to start the show off. It's okay. We're up and running. Kitchen and I back together here. Um, a whole story behind that. We don't need to get into that. we got to get into the show. And Kitch, good morning. How are you? I'm good now <laughs> it's good to see the last half hour hasn't been so fun Son but we gotta bitch. figure it out that's all right um appreciate joe and devin uh the pre- ultimate professionals and on-air talents that they have on full display early to start this show so thank you boys gotta keep um, the show running i really want to know what the hell they said in the first segment yeah we uh hey is De- devin can you hear us say something yo what's up okay so we, i can vaguely can you vaguely hear him I can, yeah, I can, va- hear, I can vaguely hear. Yeah, no, we'll have to fine. adjust that at the break. Okay, here's the thing. So, okay, um, here's my opening take to start the show. It's great to be here. Um, the big thing from a card perspective that I'm looking for, yeah. when does the Bowman Draft Baseball set come out? That's what I've been waiting to hear about. That's what I've been – and if we see Chris, we can ask him. We were dealing with the technical issue, so I didn't get to ask him. I want to know because that's the set that's supposed to have – the Tom, the Tom Brady, Brady baseball card. I've been waiting my whole collecting life for the Tom Brady baseball card. They should have made one a long time ago. They had a chance in 2003 when he was taking batting practice and all the Red Sox equipment, uh, the Red Sox gear at Fenway. It could have been a great sh- uh, card for that year. They didn't do it. So now I want to know when that set comes out. And I, it keeps, I don't know if it's getting delayed or whatever, but it's annoying me. I want to know that's the goal of today. My opening take, though, has to do with the Patriots. Okay. And here's, the, here's my thought. And I, what happened last week was stunning. Mac Jones and the complete, I mean, the definition of peeing down your leg yep. was on display last week. But here's the big picture thought that I've had I've come into this week with. It's okay. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like everybody's freaking out about Bill Belichick and what it looks like now and how bad it's gotten. But, Ben, it's okay. Are you going, like, sports therapist on us? With yeah, this? like, it's okay. He's an older gentleman at this stage. He's been in the league for so long. 
He's had so much success. It's not happening anymore. Yeah. It's the end of the road for him. And it's okay. I, I just don't really think we need to freak out about every misstep that the Patriots make and where they are right now and how bad it's gotten. Yeah, it's gotten real bad. Pathetic how bad it's gotten. But it's it's okay. This isn't some this isn't you know, he he's had a good coaching life, if you will. He's lived a long coaching life and now it's not working out and it's not happening for his team. But it's okay. It was a great run. I mean, the even after Brady left, it wasn't an unmitigated disaster the entire time. He's no. had some of the defenses have been okay. They made the playoffs once. It ended in disaster. They made the playoffs. Mac Jones for a minute gave us some hope. It, it was fine. Well, what they did last year, I mean, what they're doing this year proved that last year wasn't a disaster that we thought it was. It could get much, much worse. Sure. And it's gotten much, much worse. And But this is the frustrating thing for every Patriots fan, or at least most of them that kind of looked at the situation and go, what is going on here? Why aren't you just kind of ripping it off, rip off the Band-Aid, start from scratch again, build the program back up? Because if you try and come down to the middle and build back up from there, it's really hard to do. You're already spending more money than you need to be. You're not getting that draft assets that you would normally get if you kind of bottomed out. And with the way the Patriots have been drafting over the years, that's a recipe for absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. So, I mean, there's been a million steps along the way, but we have to get used to the fact that it's over. It's not going to happen with Bill. It's time for a new regime, and it's time to turn this entire organization over to someone else or a group of other people that are willing to look at the future and not be stuck in their previous ways. That is one of the biggest problems with this team right now over the, la or over the last couple of years is they have been stubborn too stubborn to evolve with how things are going in the NFL. You get you draft a quarterback with cement shoes. That's not the way things are going in the NFL. You're getting more athletes at those type of positions at the quarterback position. You're getting these different kind of tight end athletes that are coming in and instead we're going to go back to back to 1984 to play football. A pocket passer and not great athletes but bigger guys playing certain positions. And again, it's okay. It's okay that it's come to this. We all should have. I mean, when you talked about this 10 years ago, when we thought about what it was going to be like at the end, mm -hmm. I think I thought just subconsciously that, hey, you know what? <laughs> when it's over and Brady leaves and Belichick, they're going to bottom out. It's going to be at the bottom of the league type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it, that's what it needs to be, and that's where it's headed. So it's okay. I mean, the, the only reservation that I have or the only, I guess, thing you want to kick yourself over is the potential that Mac Jones did show early on in his rookie year but at the same time Kitch I think we accurately diagnose what Mac Jones is I know I feel like I did we know that it would have to be a perfect situation around him for you to even have a chance with him yeah. a Brock Purdy type of thing and and that's hard to build up and that was never Bill's strength especially when you look at the drafts from the last eight to ten years it was never going to happen so it, with that being the case, best case scenario, you surround him with all this talent, all the coaching, every resource he could he could use or need, then maybe you have a chance at something close to what we had for 20 years. It wasn't going to happen, and it's okay. Now let's ju you know fast forward, okay? And I'm going to say this: you're just an idiot. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you fall into this category because I think we see the thing uh, the same way. But if you think. Or if you want to take a hard-o stance that it's it, you're going to root for the Patriots to win, you're just a moron. Because the best thing they could do, this is a huge game 
a week from tomorrow yeah. to lose. You've oh, yeah. got to lose this game. It would be the best thing for the organization. Because if you don't think that, or if you're not going to root for that, you're as bad as what Bill Belichick has been these last few years when we've been arguing that he hasn't been doing what's best for the football team. And you've probably been arguing that too. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to root for them to lose, you're not rooting for what's best for the damn team. It would be the best case scenario for them to lose, especially against the team that you're fighting for that draft position with. Well, lose. just look at the look at the Jets from a couple of years ago. 2020. You go into that game, you you know if you lose, you got the number one overall pick. And instead, they went out there and they tried. Now ask Jets fans how they feel about that. Any one of them that was rooting for them in that game, how do they feel now? You, you can't feel good. So just to add context to what you said, they they won an end of the season game in 2020. Yep. They had the number one overall pick. They won a meaningless game against, I forget if it was the Chargers or something. Cost them Trevor Lawrence. Yep. They ended up with Zach Wilson. How's that gone? Not, Not good. good. So it, it legitimately cost them Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be the next Mahomes, the, whatever. But he looks pretty damn good, and I'd like to have him as a part of my franchise. He's a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson. And he's a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson. So that one win cost them maybe... 15 years of prosperity, not worth it, yeah. is a huge game for them to lose because I don't know who the best quarterback is. I have reservations about Caleb Williams, but I'd sure like to have the option mm-hmm. just in case he is the next dude. And a lot of people seem to think he is. Now, he's a little small for me, um, 6'1". It's a little smaller than I'd like. It's I, weird. I'm 6'1", and I've never been called small. No, no, no. But for an, when I played quarterback. Well, for an NFL quarterback, yeah, I like 6'3 or up just for a quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Drew Brees wasn't – you know, Russell Wilson's less than that. It's not impossible to be less than 6'3 and, and be effective, but, I, you know, he's more elusive. He might not take as many. I, I just would like the option to be able to draft Caleb Williams. So when you're at the bottom here, I want you to be as as low as you can to get the best pick possible. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, listen, I, they need a top three pick. Outside of the top three, I don't know well enough because I, I don't sit there and study college football. Yeah. Know. But to me... It's one of those two quarterbacks, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, or the wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, if you're not, if you have the number one overall pick and you look at those two quarterbacks and you're not entirely sure which one or if either one of them are going to be the guy, I take a strong look at Marvin Harrison Jr. Even in the first overall pick, I won't lie to you. I I totally agree. To have that good base in here, like one of the things that really worked against Mac Jones is you didn't have a bunch of guys that were veterans on this team that were high-quality wide receivers. And I'm not talking about elite, elite guys. I'm talking about Tier 2, Tier 3 guys. You had a bunch of Tier 4 guys that were looking around trying to make it work with him. If you're bringing in a rookie quarterback, I'd like to have some, you know, explosive playmaking wide receivers that can work with him and build with him. So I would – I honestly think no matter what situation you're in, if you have that first overall pick and all three of those guys are available to you, I'm probably going Marvin Harrison Jr. If you have any reservations about the quarterback, that's what you do because I just don't see that guy being a bust at all. I don't not either. at all. Like, I see him coming in and doing what he did, maybe not dominating like he is in college. Just don't uh, play with guns like your daddy. Right. But just to see him, I mean, you need a quarterback first and foremost, but not too far away is a top-notch weapon preferably a wide receiver Mm -hmm. and you'd have that then you can figure everything else later um that would i i totally agree but that's why i'd want them to get 
the top pick because then you have the option. Okay, I'll look at Williams. Maybe it's Drake May. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Bo Nix, absolutely not. No, no. He's too old. He's been around. I don't want it. It's the system. I, I don't buy it. And I, let's be honest. I don't watch these quarterbacks week in and week out. But I will say this, okay? If you want to know something about these quarterbacks, I'll tell you what does mean something to me. What's that? And it's going to be harder for a guy like uh, Williams because USC isn't very good this year. Maybe that speaks to what's going on there. How they play in big games matters to me. You know, he hasn't played great this year in some of the bigger games. He's not going to play in a marquee bowl game this year. Uh, they usually don't now anyway, especially if they think they're coming out. But how you play in those big games, that's what impressed me. I, I, I'll be honest with you, not that I'm not – I don't think I came out and had this mass declaration of greatness. But I watched C.J. Stroud in that game against Georgia last year and was like, you know, damn, that that was an impressive performance. I yep. watched Sam Darnold in a bowl game years ago and was like, that was a joke. Mm -hmm. You can't take that guy. And guess what? He was everything that he was in that bowl game in his NFL career. Okay, so I don't – the big game element of a guy like Caleb Williams worries me. It could just be college. Like, I don't know what Pat Mahomes ever won at Texas Tech, so that's one thing. Um, but I'm not the guy in the Patriots, uh, you know, player personnel department doing the due diligence and meeting with these guys and talking with these guys and catching their vibe and all the things you need to do when you're going to invest that type of capital in a player, in a quarterback. That's what they need to do. But I do think Harrison should be in play for the number one overall pick, especially if you have any question at all. I mean, if you think... You're talking about Mitch Trubisky and, I don't know, Trey Lance. That's like, the thing is there's going to be a fair amount of quarterbacks that are available. A fair sure. amount. Yeah. That you know can start for you for a season if you got to go through that route. But the question is, are you going to bring in one of those guys, or should you just do that with Mac then? I mean, I still don't think – I mean – I know what Mac Jones is right now, but it'd be yeah, interesting. It'd be interesting to see with a Marvin Harrison Jr. what he like. Then all of a sudden you got Harrison, you got Pop Douglas. I, I'm a believer in Pop Douglas. I, yeah, think, I think he's, he's a player. He's a player. He could be every bit as good as I, I could honestly see him being as good as Danny Amendola. I was just gonna say the same name. You know, yep. like somebody like that. So that's a player. It might not be a, a super to take you over the top, but that's a player. You put a number one with a guy like that, and then you see where you go from there, especially if you bring in somebody new that can maybe draft a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you're in a spot, and you got you got some options. But they've got to lose these games. And I'm not saying – I'm not telling the Patriots to tank. They're not going to do that. Bill's not going to do that. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just rooting for them to lose. Yeah. It'd be better for them to lose. Go ahead and play hard, but lose, okay, because we've seen it. We have the tangible evidence – where it can legitimately cost you. Where are the Jets right now? Your, 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 your entire hope, your dreams, everything you want is attached to a 38 or was he a 40-year-old quarterback? How old is Aaron Rodgers? 39 years old trying to make an unprecedented comeback from an Achilles tear in December. Well, HGH can help. Okay, but that's I'm just saying – that's not a good place to be. No. You know, and then when that's over, what's going to happen next? He's going to come back, and then it's – no, he's probably going to get hurt again. He's going to be even more broken down. It's the end of the road for him. Mm. This is just a swan song. That's not where you want to be. You'd be much better off with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a big six-foot, six-inch stallion that's going to be here for 15 years if you want him. And I know he's had his ups and downs, but I don't know. For He's looked apart at times, and it's been pretty good 
He's had some bad coaching. He doesn't have great weapons, but he's looked apart at times. His weapons are actually his weapons are pretty good. He needs to take the next step. Now that was the one of the biggest, you know, when we look back at the beginning of the season when we talked about projecting out the season, we were both way wrong. Yeah. Like Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the MVP. Unless we were way wrong. Something dramatic has to change yeah. over the last six, seven weeks of the season for that to happen. And it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But he's clearly head and shoulders above every other quarterback that was taken in that class. Correct. Right? Or uh, at least of the top guys. You know, he's better than Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, we still don't even know. But no, clearly he's, he's not he's that not, good. No. Um, Fields has moments because he's a freak athlete, but that's about it. And Mac is Max Mac. Um, and speaking of Mac, I mean, we got to talk about what the Patriots need to do now because that was a situation last week at the end of that game. And it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, with the way Mac Jones handled himself, with the way he executed down the stretch, I couldn't believe it. I was in shock of what, what was going on. And quite frankly, I, I don't know how we got here. I, I don't know how somebody got lost that bad. Cause I, well, so, all right. Everyone talks about the great rookie season he had. Yeah. But I challenge you to go back and look at what happened throughout that season and look what happened the last five, six, seven games of the season. Wheels started to come off. It was not, he was not nearly as good or productive as he was in the first half of the season. People started to get tape on him. They started to figure him out, figure out what his tendencies are, figure out what his weaknesses are, and they started to take advantage of it, and he, he really wasn't very good down the stretch. He was okay. He was passable. As a rookie, you were looking at it go, okay, I'm still cool with all this. It's just a building block to the next step. He should be really good once he kind of pushes through this rookie wall. But he never did. He never recovered from that. I so, think- I mean, that's one of my biggest problems with Mac is you've never taken the next step. You've never figured out what's next for you. Four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven is the phone number if you want to chime in. What do the Patriots do with Mac Jones? We have a Celtics thought that we have to get to, and what what happens the rest of the way for New England? Because again, this I mean, look, it's very awkward to think about it, okay? But this is a huge game. I mean, it's a huge game for the Patriots to lose, and we have to. I've never approached the game for them in this way. But it's, it's huge, and I need to see how this plays out, and I need to see if they're going to be able to, I don't know, do what they need to, or if it's going to play out the way that I think would be the best for the organization and how it all happens from here. All right, 401-777-1037. We're up and running at the Card Vault Card Show here at Gillette Stadium, Mark and Kitchen, 1037 WEI. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.